From the horse capital of the world, the great city of Lexington, Kentucky, welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, join us as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. Tonight, Red Barn Radio presents a concert performance with Waylon Nelson. Coming up on Red Barn Radio. I don't like to get drunk and raise hell. I don't care to tell you how I
Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. We'd like to thank Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen for supplying food each week for our guests, artists, and volunteers. Located on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's Delta Kitchen features the authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta and live music every weekend. You'll find more information on Broussard's on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at accuprint.us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Red Barn Radio. I'm Renee Collins. Red Barn Radio is now in our 17th broadcast season, and tonight is Red Barn Radio's 642nd live concert performance. Tonight, we present Waylon Nelson, a blasphemous bluegrass guitar rhythm played over Appalachian-inspired vocal melodies and lyrics that represent the struggle of 21st century millennial from the mountains. Waylon has waged a hard-fought battle to produce such a sound, but after years of comparing himself to others and never feeling like he was good enough, Waylon has discovered that if you want to follow your dreams, you have to be your own yardstick. Please welcome Waylon Nelson, this blast from the mountains, to the Red Barn stage.
Thank you. Now here's Red Barn Radio's Brad Becker. Well, it's great to be back with you all, folks. Thanks for joining us on Red Barn Radio. We're here tonight with Waylon Nelson and his band. Why don't we start by having you track back for us a little bit about the time when you started this journey of yours. Both your grandparents were, were players. My grandparents, along with two of my great uncles, had a uh, gospel quartet. And I have one of their records that was actually recorded in downtown Pikeville many, many years ago. I, I think it was maybe in the, in the 70s. Um, and so that's one of my most prized possessions in the world is, is that record. One of my fondest memories is um, and my papa. Um, we called him Papa Jr., and uh, he used to play uh, Doc Watson, Mama Don't Wow, on the guitar, and I would, I would dance when I was like four years old, so that's, that's like my fondest memory of, of oh, him. Oh, sweet. Yeah. See, and where were you uh, when you were growing up? Where'd you live? So I'm from eastern Kentucky, and more specifically, um, I'm actually from Floyd, Floyd County. Um, I grew up in a little place called Banner, and that's in between Prestonsburg and, and Pikeville. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's where I hail from. And did you go all the way through your high school years there? Yeah, yeah. I went. Um, attended a uh, small elementary school close to my house, and they closed that when I was in the third grade and consolidated a lot of schools. And so then I finished my um, high school career out at Betsy Lane. Uh, yep. Were you living way out in the country when you grew up? Uh, the strange thing about the part of Eastern Kentucky where we come from is I don't even really consider it a, the country because it's almost like <laughs> the suburbs of the small towns because, uh, you know, you're not way out in the sticks unless you live way up in the hollow. So I, I wasn't too far from the, the four-lane highway, actually. Yeah. You take me my first guitar Show me how
What about songwriting? I started playing guitar when I was 16, and then I started writing immediately. And, and when I was 16 and I, and I wrote songs, I was just young and dumb, so I was just happy to be, to be writing. I don't know if that was actually, that was probably uh, wise of me, because in my later years, as I came into my 20s and things, I got more crucial about my writing, and it, that can be extremely detrimental to your creativity. Uh-huh. Um, I would always listen to these artists who I admired, and then I would compare my writing to those individuals, and I think it's good to draw inspiration from other people, but I think it's dangerous to compare yourself to those individuals. It sounds like part of your journey has been, you know, finding your own voice. Yes. And you think of that mostly in terms of the lyrics that you write? The playing, I've never been a grand player, but that's just kind of always just, I've never focused on, on, on that part of it. But I really hold myself uh, to a high standard when it comes to lyrics because, you know, I value um, the lyrical content of a song, which is, you know, contradictive to my principles because I think the most important song, a part of a song, is the, actually the melody. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you don't have a melody that just hits people in the heart, then you've just, you've missed the whole, the whole point. And that's how I love 
song that you wrote that you felt proud of was it a, a celebration of something in your life or was it a something where you were really digging deep to to manage some emotions the easiest songs for me to write and in the songs that i admire most it, it doesn't take a lot of work it just kind of comes naturally i draw more inspiration from other people and other people's stories when you're trying to promote your own music i mean of, of course you have to do some self-promotion but i'm never comfortable with that part of it. So I guess most of the, the songs that I write are drawn from people's darkest moments mm. in their life. Um, I write a lot about um, drug addiction um, because, I mean, it's rampant all over the country and, and especially in our neck of the woods. And my wife and I were really passionate about helping those people that are struggling with that addiction and, and help to overcome and raise awareness and just to show them that they do have support in the community. Because no matter what, they're human beings and that's the way they should be treated. So The work that you do raising awareness of, about addiction, is that mostly in sort of a musical context? Or do you do things outside of music uh, Somehow, that? music always gets wrangled into it. <laughs> in, in a lot of our small towns and communities, they host recovery events. So uh, my wife and I, for the last two years, uh, going on three years, we've helped with a recovery event in Prestonsburg, Kentucky. So we invite people out from the community to show those people support that are fighting that battle or loved ones who have went through that battle with someone or still going through it. And we also uh, have people come in from a recovery center and tell their stories and their testimonies, and it's so powerful. And it's just that if anybody's never been to an event like that, to go because, I mean, it's just, it's life. It'll, it'll humble you, that's, that's for sure. One, two, three, four.
Thank you. God searching. My brother-in-law, a few years back, five years ago, he was in a uh, terrible car accident, and he, he passed away as a result from that, that car accident. So uh, my wife had commissioned me to write that, that song about him and his story, and more importantly, the place that he grew up and where he came from. It was called, it's a dirt road down in the creek in the middle of Knott County, Kentucky, and it's just a place that he loves so much. So I just wrote that from his perspective to his loved ones. see you there standing on the banks of that old creek place I used to roam as a child my heart never felt so free and wild grandfather can you hear Sound. Oh, the whippoorwill calling from the pines. Let's take you to a place in your mind. Oh, the place that is so hard to find. I always knew I made this place my home. Coming up, more Red Barn Radio with Waylon Nelson. Recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. We're back with more from Waylon Nelson after this break. This is Red Barn Radio.
When the autumn winds are blowing through the trees And the leaves are dancing on the ground Don't you know I'll always be Welcome back. Tonight, we're with Waylon Nelson, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio. Where is he on nights like the night when laying here on my back with a needle in my arm? Not the love of a woman would save my soul. Spend ten years of marriage in a steel dome. What it takes for someone to love a man like me My sweet Annie My sweet love That I gave his best I couldn't give But this good inside is killing me And I don't blame you Bro, you see the holes in the bend of my arm But you don't see the inside invisible scars I'm living Aside from uh, from playing music, coal mine, underground. So, how long have you been working coal? James Stiltner. Twelve years, but I run what's called a pinner. Tell us about it. I pin the top up so it don't fall. Wow. And I'm the first one 
when the when the big machine chews the coal out, uh-huh. I'm the first one in under the, you know, unsupported top. You're kind of taking my breath away with that's, that uh, talk. That's the most dangerous job in there. How is it that you happen to have fallen into that role? Well, my grandfather was a coal miner. My dad was a coal miner. And the more that you're in there, the more you get used to the pops and cracks and you know when to run. <laughs> but put it that way. Today was a good day So much better than yesterday Things have been going my way Today was a good day Yesterday you left me Spend my nights in search of you ghosts. You left your dancing shoes in place of my own. Day was.
So much. Chris is playing mandolin, and he played some banjo and some dobro. And tell us about you, Chris. Chris Preston. I'm a drug dealer. Okay. Yeah. And so <laughs> there are several drug dealers in the room tonight. I take that to mean that you are a pharmacist. I am. You yeah. are. Okay. And how long have you been a pharmacist? Uh, a long time. <laughs> yeah. When did you go to pharmacy school? How long? I ago? went here um, at University of Kentucky. Okay. That was in the early 90s, put it in early to mid-90s. Okay. Yeah. When did you start playing music? Uh, about the time I started pharmacy school. Yeah, I was really late getting into it. Well, that seems like an odd time. I mean, it seems in some ways it makes sense that you would find another outlet to get you through the, mm-hmm. the tedium of school, because I know pharmacy school is not easy. Yeah, that's um, what it was, a stress reliever. Yeah. And who mm-hmm. taught you how to play? Um, I took lessons just here and there. You know, we didn't have YouTube back then to take lessons by. Brian Powell, a gentleman named Brian Powell, was the first person I took lessons off. We went to um, Jacobson Park. We'd sit under a tree, and he would uh, teach me some things and put it on a cassette. Um, He came to a show here uh, when I played here before with uh, my my bluegrass band. Um, But he's no longer with us, unfortunately. But he was a great great, uh, mentor to me early on. Coltown Dixie still kicking? Mm-hmm. Kind of hadn't been playing for a bit, just just kind of just the way life goes. Yeah, sure. That's a pretty uh, special instrument you have in your hands there. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. Um, my mandolin, it's, um, it's a Gibson Fern, and um, I actually, uh, I took lessons later. I give a plug to Kentucky School of Traditional Bluegrass Music um, in mm. Hyden, Kentucky. So I took some uh, classes there under Bobby Osborne, actually. And I took lessons with Scott Napier and um, Dean Osborne, and I bought this mandolin off Scott. I just loved it, and I, I said I would have to, you know, sell at least three of my other mandolins to, you know, justify the purchase of this one. And I haven't done that yet, but I'm really going to. Just a little bit ago, he messaged me, and he was like, you know, your mandolin's getting a little more um, popular lately. And I didn't know what he was talking about. It wasn't me getting popular, but Scott was playing this mandolin when he was playing with Tyler Childers when he did. Yes, the Red um, Barn Show. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he did one acoustic and then one with the band. Uh-huh. So the one that he recorded with the band. So so I've been here, my mandolin's been here, we just haven't been here together before. But we're very happy together.
shows up with a bass with that many strings is going to have a conversation with me. Jeremy Justice. Well, the thing is, I don't really use the higher string. I always, I will use the lower string there, but I'm mainly, you know, I'm a guitar player, so that's what I started out doing, and then I saw a six-string bass, and I'm like, I might, you know, transition to that. I mean, it sounds good, and the look of it is great, so that's pretty much the reason I bought it. Well, it's, it's a very nice-looking instrument. T- tell us about your musical background. Um, I started playing guitar just uh, with my brothers. My brother plays uh, drums, and my my twin brother actually started playing keyboard a little bit, but he dropped off a long time ago. He's uh, he's more into uh, like fixing vehicles and stuff, so <laughs> he didn't have time to really play music. But uh, yeah, I've been playing guitar since I was about ten years old, and uh, I started, you know trying to get a little more into rock, and then I progressed to metal and then went right back to country playing bass. So huh. I've uh, played most most genres. Back to your brother. Is he an identical twin? No, but when we were younger, we did look, I mean, just about identical. My parents would always buy outfits and stuff that matched, which, of course, you know, <laughs> that's the typical twin thing. Yeah, but, right. But, uh, yeah, we, I mean, if you saw us right now, you wouldn't even be able to guess we're brothers. Huh. Yeah. And what do you do aside from playing music? I do have my own recording studio. So You do? Are you yes. the engineer in this group, and did you all record well, at your studio? I actually did not. Uh, I I'd started doing it about a year ago, and I didn't really know if I was going to be that great at it. So I just did it as like recording my own stuff. And then once I started progressing and going through it, I just fell in love with it. So I just decided to, you know, keep building it up and... Uh, I've been recording a couple of albums here, like, you know, on and off, but uh, here recently, I, the first album I recorded was a country album, but then now I'm doing a progressive metal album, so they're kind of, you know, not in the same, same ballpark. All these things have turned to Polaroids and dust and all our memories are done Both our babies have grown up and gone Still happy to hold on Still
I could search the whole world through not find another soul makes me feel the way that you do you make me hold on you make like to thank Waylon Nelson for being with us this evening. Thanks to our volunteers for their help with our production each week and we give a very special thanks to Becky Alfrey for her work with our social media. Thank you for all listening to our webcast, probably trying to watch us on Facebook Live and those listening to us on the Red Barn Network of Stations. We also thank the members of our studio audience for supporting the mission of Red Barn Radio which strives to present, promote, and preserve the rich musical tradition of this Kentucky region and then share this treasure with the world. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Performance Hall at Arts Place in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Tickets for Red Barn Radio are now available on the web at eventbrite.com Lexington. Thank you guys so much for being such an amazing crowd. This next song I wrote um, just recently. I probably just finished it last week so we could do it at this show. Uh, back in November, uh, me and my family, we, we love to travel, and so we, we made it out to Colorado in November, and it was just it's a breathtaking place and an unbelievable experience. So I just I wrote this song about that experience. Did you like that? <laughs>
Red Barn Radio would like to thank Waylon, Caleb, James, Jeremy, and Chris for being with us tonight. We'd like to thank Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen for supplying food each week for our guests, artists, and volunteers. Located on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's Delta Kitchen features the authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta and live music every weekend. You'll find more information on Broussard's on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at accuprint.us. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. Red Barn Radio's line producer and booking manager is Warren Cobb. We also thank our volunteers. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, you can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. 
You'll find performance dates and times at redbarnradio.com. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. For more information on the band, they're on the web at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here again on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC. Ha, ha, ha.